these deadlines keep piling up. I've got to keep working. At least I could do it in my bathrobe. Oh no. You work from home and now someone is at the door. Answering it would be just plain embarrassing since you're not wearing pants or underwear. Yes? Hello, I'm with Bug Be Gone Mobile Bug Removal Service. And oh my god! Looks like Tiny Tim has peeked out from behind the curtains to see if it's turkey time. If only I had a great product costing only around $19.95 plus $8.95 shipping and handling that I could order over the phone that would keep Mr. Sniffles where he belongs, wedged in between my ass cheeks. Well, now you can. Introducing Dick Tape. Just apply Dick Tape across the shaft of your wiener, then shove the entire wedding wrecker back into a mangina. Now, Sting and the police are comfortably secured and free from stranger danger. Yes? Hello, I'm with Twink's Home Security, and I'm here to tell you about, hey, nice Buffalo Bob job. Thanks, Dick Tape. It's the reimagining of one of the most social relevant films ever made. You are Norma Desmond. You used to be in silent pictures. You used to be big. I am big. It's the pictures that have gotten small. It's two actors at the top of their game in their most challenging roles yet. I didn't know you were planning a comeback. I hate that word. It's a return, a return to the millions of people who have never forgiven me for deserting the screen. Now, Sam and Jackie from Stinker Madness take the classic roles played by William Holden and Gloria Swanson and add some excitement by performing the entire film while ice skating. I, I am not an executive, just a writer. You are, uh, you are uh, writing words, words and more words. Ah! It hurts. I broke my ass. It's Sunset Boulevard on ice. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. This is the same intro I give every time, so this time, I'm going to do it backwards. It's the stupidest joke ever. It's not even funny. (laughs) God damn it. You know the funny thing about podcasts? They all start out the exact same every time, and you can just hear it in the voice of the person that is saying, slowly dying inside. But anyway, Sam's with me. Jackie's with me. Tell me something good to make my troubles go away. I have nothing good to tell you, but I am. I think I was about a week late reading about this uh, Selma Blair plane meltdown. Did you hear about oh, that? I, I did. I heard about her. Did you read what she said out loud? No, because I just don't care much about okay, Selma Blair. Okay, so here's what Did you says, hear about this, Jackie? No. Okay, okay, so she, I guess, had some pills and some wine <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> Who doesn't? And she was on i don't know i've done a lot of there's a time and a place for for anything it's called college and in college i did a lot of drugs so i when you say things like she said out loud you begin to wonder about the person 
these things don't just come from nowhere, right? And you know, she had to be on something besides pills and wine, but she breaks down 20 minutes in, has to be removed from the plane. What she said was, he burns my private parts. <laughs> he doesn't let me eat or drink. He beats me. He's going to kill me. Okay. That has to come from somewhere. Who is she talking about? The pilot. So, okay. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is that you, that's so, you just, you can't just make, he burns my private parts. Uh, she, he's giving her the clap and it burns when she pees. No, it sounds like there's pokers and hot, hey, hey, hey. like fire or like something. Like, grow out your pubic hair and we'll see how fast we can light this baby up. Or, I mean, because it's just like, you get all fucked up I and mean, that's a weird thing to make or up. She, or she's just nutty, is what you're saying. Could, I don't know. My only explanation for uh, whether she's regressing into a previous role or something and she's mm-hmm. talking about Hellboy. Oh, yes. But I don't, I mean, that's just it's just weird. The Ron Perlman and his scabby dick. What? <laughs> No, the actual Hellboy. Like, she's getting into character. (laughs) Wait, Ron Perlman's not actually Hellboy? No. Damn it. All right, we got to talk about some movies. On streaming do's and don'ts this week, we've got three. Jackie, I think, again, you didn't see any of these. I don't know what you're doing on the weekends, but it's not watching bad movies, so. Uh, I'm dancing with a chicken in the middle of the room. Hmm. I'm having a party. Cool. Nice uh, Fallout 4 mod shout out yeah i <laughs> like, like that song six people that are gonna get that reference Let's have a party. okay uh first up on amazon prime starring david heavener david campbell from uh deadliest prey that we just got done doing and erica Estrada. it's called twisted justice well this was an interesting film because it didn't just it opened the door for a great many films and a great filmmaker, David Heavener. <laughs> oh, we should mention it's a trauma film. Yeah, trauma. trauma. This one looks like they produced it. Maybe. maybe. Um, but boy, howdy, this guy makes some really crappy movies. Uh-huh. And despite not being an actor or a physical presence, well, he's just charming, isn't he? Uh, I really found him irritatingly likable. Irritatingly he, likable. And I shouldn't. He's... Tall pants, denim guy, rough cop that doesn't play by everybody else's rules with a mullet and a bad attitude. He's basically every cliche, but somehow he just comes over the lines like, oh, I kind of like this guy. Yeah, it's because he has like he's supposed to be in all of these archetypes, but then he's just, hey, I'm just some guy in my underwear most of the time. And so it's like there's this he's the tough cop, but he's kind of a doofus. Mm hmm. At the same time, so you just like him. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people that do not like the David oh, Heavener. I, I would guess that that's a thing, yeah. The, and it's, it seems to be people along our genre, fan-wise. There's a bunch of people watching B-movies and uh, stinkers, and they go, that guy's the worst. I fucking hate him. I don't see how. I thought he was great. Well, I mean, we have to reserve judgment until we've seen a handful because he's. Yeah. It seems like he's directed about six or seven, and mm-hmm. he's been in some other ones. Like Rage and Cajun is a really. Uh, I, I there's a lot of praise around the film Rage and Cajun, which okay. he stars in, but he doesn't direct. All so, right. the body of work is there. Well, I guess we'll find out. But uh, so far, so good with the David Evener. Yeah, I'm gonna give uh, Twisted Justice a do. Absolutely. Okay. Next up, Project Metal Beast on Star, starring Kim Delaney and Barry Bostwick. Boy, it's a robot werewolf 
with Cam Delaney and Barry Bostwick? This that sure sounds awesome. Sure sounds awesome. Sure wasn't. Sure had a hard time staying awake during this one. This was not it. Nothing happens. Like, there's some werewolf shit at the front, and you're like, oh, uh, this is fun. Yeah. This is funny. The guy who is uh, the bad guy, I guess, he seems like he's over the top enough that you're having a good time with him. And then they just shut it down for about 45 minutes. Really? 45? I thought it was like an hour and 15. It might have been an hour and 15. They're just trying to make Project Metal Beast and talking about fake science in front of computers that don't make any sense. Filling. Or... An hour and 15 minutes yeah. and a subplot about like science gone awry and blah, 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 and drivel and nothing happened. And when you finally get to project metal beast, it's not enough. It's too, too little, too late. It's but- not a metal beast. It's just a standard werewolf that they tell you is made of metal. It is not like it well, should have been the nanotechnology. Yeah, no, it should have been a fucking werewolf costume. That's shiny and stupid looking. And it, it wasn't the thing from the original Battlestar Galactica that was like furry, but then it had metal collar joints. Yeah, kind of like that, or, or a, even, big and menacing. Even like a Death Machine or the monster from Hardware, just something robot-y that is werewolfy at the same time. Yeah, fur and metal, and it was just a the same werewolf from the yep. beginning. But we were told by the diegetic of the film that he's really hard. Yep, he's he's made of metal. Because it wasn't even right. that he was made of metal. It was that the fake skin got as hard as metal. Yeah. Which means that he couldn't move. So you'd just be like, Arr. I've watched this one. Oh, I think you watched the second half. Yeah, no, I watched in. the whole thing. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just very forgettable, and I didn't really like it. Yeah. No, <laughs> now that we're halfway through talking about it, oh, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, watched, yeah, that's right. Project I saw this metal one. Beast. Yeah. Oh, I like how he, like, let's see if he has any brain activity. Let's flash some pictures in front of his face and say awful things to him. See, I don't even remember I that. remember that, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it was a snooze fest. Not good. Same as hardware. If you like hardware, remember, you're going to like this one. I don't. So I'm going to give it a don't. Do not. Do not. Last but not least is also on stars, Bruce Willis, Sarah Jessica Parker, Dennis Farina, Tom Sizemore, Brian James, Robert Pestarelli, John Mahoney, which if you don't know who John Mahoney is, he's Fraser's dad, and Tom Atkins, and directed by Rowdy Harrington. Whoa, this sounds awesome. It's called Striking Distance. Sam, I'm going to let you take lead on Well, I liked this movie for whatever reason when I was a kid, and I thought it was like, oh, that's not a bad Bruce Willis movie. This thing stinks. Yeah. It's incredibly stupid. Really stupid. It was a lot of fun to make fun of, though. Was it? Yeah. It just, we we well, had one joke, just how ugly Sarah Jessica Parker is. Uh, it was like, oh, this joke is just, uh, it's dying. I'm beating a dead horse here, which is ironic because she has a horse face. So that looks like it's been beaten. So uh, I'm still beating this damn joke to death. Yeah. I wanted it to be better. Because like right off the bat, I knew, well, this isn't good. Right. So hopefully it'll just be good enough in its badness that... It wasn't that either. No. I guess I just liked boat movies a lot when I was 12. I don't know what you saw in this film. I don't know. I think no it was idea. boats. I liked boats. <sighs> it's barely even boaty. It's barely boat. There's He lives in a boat and he drives yeah. a boat. Yeah. So the word boat is said. There's boats all over yeah. the damn thing. No, there's not. It's, there's enough boats. Uh, it is crybaby ex-cop 
bitch boy the fucking movie. Uh, let's get Bruce Willis in here to whine on screen for an hour and a half about how his life sucks. No. You get Bruce Willis for one thing, and it's not acting. And I don't even know what that one thing is. I really. don't either, because I think this is a really good showcase of what Bruce Willis does, because he's doing all of the standard Bruce Willis stuff, uh, but you get to put it under a microscope a little bit, and it's like, well, he's frightened by guns because he just squints and, and winces every time he pulls the trigger. Uh, uh, he is terrified of them. And you're going, oh, those are the things that I thought made him tough in Die Hard, but it's just that he really hates pulling that trigger. Yep, it makes loud noises. Oh, huh. He's awful. <laughs> Striking distance is awful. It's awful. I can't I can in no way in good faith be like, yeah, check it out. No. Oh, it was awful. If you want to watch something from that era, go back and watch that uh Black Rain not Black Rain. The Morgan Freeman movie and uh <sighs> Morgan Freeman? Will Scarlet from Robin Hood. What the Christian Kiss Slater. The girls? Wait, no, no, Christian Slater and Rob Morgan Freeman. Oh, Hard sure. Rain? Yeah, Hard Rain. I can't go in on. good faith recommend that movie. Uh, he gave it a do. Did <laughs> I streaming Disney notes? So uh, yeah, if you're if you're into that era and like uh, shitty film production, just watch Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain was better. Yeah, Jackie, it's your pick this week with Mommy Dearest. Uh, what have you got for the wild card? Well, I wanted to do something with hangers. Hangers. Yes. To go along with the movie, but I hangers. I couldn't really. Hey, you haven't seen it. Like You'll airport get... hangers. It's number when we get no, we, like we, clothes hangers. Yeah, we'll oh. talk about it in the main episode. Okay. It's number seventy one in AFI's top one hundred quotes from any movie ever. Whoa, has to do with hangers. Yeah, okay. I, I wanted to do something with hangers because I have seen this movie before, but I couldn't couldn't really think of anything clever. Okay. So I'm going to go back to what I do best, which is a superpower, which involves poop, right? Close. Oh. Your butthole is involved. Oh. <laughs> you can fart out force fields at will. Okay. Your dog can already do that. <laughs> he forces everybody out of the room. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Field of force. That's a definition. Uh, okay, so let's uh, get some clarifiers here. Uh, what, how do the force fields work? So if, it, if you fart directly onto somebody, it just encompasses their body. It doesn't smell... <laughs> But it only lasts for about 30 minutes. Okay, what if you don't fart onto somebody? Can you use it for yourself? Yeah. Can you direct the fart force field? Yeah, it has like a 30-second window where you can move the fart to somebody. So you also have fart control. Spray spray nozzle on your butt. that Kind of. You can shape it for 30 seconds, and then it's just there. Yeah. Can you manifest uh, physical objects with the farts? A la Uh, Green Lantern. What does that mean? Like, uh, say I wanted to make a hammer, that the fart hammer, and it's solid, and it's a force field, and then I could, it's really strong and big, and then I, you could smash stuff with it. Smash it, yeah. No. Okay. Oh. It's, so just it's, a, it's just a bubble. It's just a fart that comes out of your butt. Now, if it, it now okay, so here's some stipulations. Sure. If it's kind of a squeaky high-pitched fart, it's obviously going to look like a stick. Huh. Okay. Well, out. not obvious to me, but I'll go ahead with it. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously going to look like a stick of some sort. Does it look like a tuba when it's lower? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if it, if it's like a really loud kind of floppy butt one, then you know for sure that the fart is big enough to at least encase a building. Uh, an entire building. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. So you have to fart and then judge the sound before you know if something is encased or not. Now, how air is it airtight no okay it just stops you from being like i don't know if somebody was coming towards you from a gang drive-by shooting you're like ah and you poop out a fart real quick and then you 
So you're are you bulletproof, but then not knife proof? Like slow moving objects can. No, then you you can't get into it so for if, thirty minutes. So you have thirty minutes to run like hell. So if someone ordered pizza, and then you farted on a person, and the pizza showed up, they couldn't have any for thirty minutes. That's right. Or huh. if you farted on the pizza guy, he couldn't give you the pizza. You for just 30 stand minutes. there looking at each other for 30 minutes while he's getting real mad. Yeah. Does the fart still smell? No, I already said that. Yeah, okay, she said right, that. Right. It doesn't smell. Uh, the, the whole thing about the sound, like, oh, that I know what type of shield that's going to, or force field that one's going to make. You have no control over it. That's a real weakness. You're just rolling the dice like, ah, car crash. <laughs> And then smush because you made one of those high-pitched pipe farts. That's not going to do anything. That's a stick fart. Yeah, stick fart. That's not going to help in that situation at all. And then you're fucking dead. What about the wet ones? <laughs> That's not a superhero fart. Oh. That is a sign of a dragon coming out of your butt. So like if your fart's a really good fart going, like there's a big force bubble coming out, almost big enough for a building, mm-hmm. finish off, gets wet, just dissipates immediately. No. Oh, well, okay. What happens? <laughs> yeah, what happens? You're saying you can't have wet and... Because if it's wet on on the front end and I'm the back end, if, if you you're shit. just shitting your pants. Yeah, if you shit your pants, you shit your pants. That's not a fart. No, the wet a one... A shark does not count as a fart. Well, in the classic shark is that you're doing good. Yeah, you start it's out as a fart. Starting out, it's a nice ripper, and all of a sudden, whoa! You've gone too far. Oh, no. Then you become a different kind of superhero, one that needs to change his pants. What happens, Jackie? (laughs) This is a key ingredient because you're going to be pushing these things out, Yeah, and it's going to happen. Trying to save mankind. You know, two tablespoons here and there is going to be casualties of war. Hmm. I hadn't thought about the shark. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say if you shart, then you can turn it into a hammer or something. Oh. And Uh it will smell, and you can hit people with it. That's gross. Okay. Yeah, it's not real high motivation for me to like this more. Uh, I don't like this one. Um, I think it serves very little function, and I think it's going to get you into more trouble than uh, it's going to get you out of. So I am going to give this one a four. I'm going to give it a four as well. Not to mention you lose the powers to stink out your friends. Like, Yeah. Uh, I, just, I don't want to have joy. a force field. But I just farted, and now I'm trapped in a force field. The joy of farting is lost. It's gone forever. And you can still shit your pants. <laughs> and, yep, you don't lose that ability. <laughs> and you're trying to fart more often for the benefit of all humankind, and so you're just pooping your pants all the time. Yeah. Now, bad call. Don't like it. Sam, no, you didn't give a score. I said four. Oh, okay. Can you hear us, old man? Hello? Sam, tell us about Mommy Dearest. You gotta say it right. Mummy dearest? I don't know. What's that? Mummy dearest. Oh, God. <laughs> Mummy dearest. This is like one of my favorite movies from growing up. Mummy dearest. Yeah. Well, this is Stinker Madness's first biopic, unless you count Masters of the Universe, which was supposed to be about He Man. <laughs> supposed to be. Supposed to be. It well, wasn't. Delta Force was kind of about something. No, it wasn't. Yeah, all right. Well, this one's about the hard drinking child of group. <laughs> Hard-drinking, child-abusing, womanizing, and manonizing Joan Crawford. The film is based on the book by Joan's oldest, air quote, adopted daughter, Christina. In 1940, the state of California deemed Joan unfit to adopt children. She would then buy Christina and apparently the rest of her children, with possible exception of Christopher, from 
the famous sociopath Gloria or Georgia Tan. Hmm. If one is unfamiliar with the Tennessee Children's Home Society scandal, it was a real bad deal. Long and the short of it would be stolen babies, thousands of stolen babies given mm. to socialites and the undesirable babies were sold into child labor. Uh, Tan died before she could be prosecuted and the story wasn't fully revisited for 41 years, which was well after the book was written. So there's a good chance that Christina didn't even know that she was a stolen baby. Ooh. Either way, the Tennessee Children's Home Society is one of the largest travesties and instances of human trafficking in American history. Joan Crawford in her book. My way of life identified Faye Dunaway as who she thought was the only working actress that had what it took to be a real star. Uh, she was so good in that Supergirl movie that they, well, this, this was well before this was like 1970 line. when she wrote that. So this <laughs> yeah. is still off the heels of Chinatown probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess what she had, what it took to be an on-screen train wreck that would compare favorably to the real life drunken mess. Faye Dunaway would later lament that when she, Faye Dunaway would later lament that she wished the director had more experience. It was Frank Perry's 12th film. Oh, and he had previously been nominated for the Academy Award for best director twice. Oh, uh, David and Lisa and a Christmas memory. If you're interested in those, despite its dubious critical reception, the film grossed almost 20 million domestically against a reported $5 million budget. The film actually succeeded in its theatrical run as an unintentional comedy. Paramount revised its advertising campaign four weeks into the theatrical run to bill it as a comedy. Like they were like, look at come to this train wreck, <laughs> which an interesting production note is that one of the ways I guess they got it made was that Joan Crawford never worked for Paramount. So none of the executives really cared about raking her through the coals. Nice. Dunaway genuinely believed she would receive an Academy award for her work in the film. She got a Razzie. She did win something. She won the Razzie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perry. I thought she did really good. I'm I'm going to stick up for her <laughs> oh, right now boy. that All I'm right. going to say, I haven't seen the movie in a couple of years, uh -huh. but I'm going to say I thought she did a damn good job as a train wreck lady. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, Perry would narrowly dodge the Razzie as Michael Cimino had done the on-screen tragedy Heaven's Gate the same year. In total, the film would haul in Razzies in five categories. Supporting actress, supporting actor, screenplay for three different people, and picture, as well as put three horses in the race for supporting actress. Mm -hmm. Not good. No. Christina Crawford, writer of the book, daughter of Joan Crawford, apparently saw the film in a theater where she was the only viewer. After a lifetime of physical and psychological abuse, and being only three years removed from having been written out of the will by her mother. Nice. During an interview about the film, Christina simply said, my mother didn't deserve that. Is that an insult to the film, her, the film or her mother, the film, like the film was so bad that not even her mom deserved that man. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up lady. I think, I think it's just fine. <laughs> My mom didn't deserve that. Your mother beat you. It's yeah. I don't, I mean, it seems like she was a real, a real problem. The Joan Crawford. I think one of the, it's the psychologically damaging things because and when we watch the movie, you'll see some of this. The shit that she does just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, you know, there's the spankings or whatever. It's yeah. it's the other stuff. Okay. Like she's getting inventive. <laughs> well, no, it's like you don't really know. There's no way to gauge like what's the right thing. The hanger being the exact one yeah. of the scenes like, 
okay, well, that was never really outlined as something that I shouldn't have been doing. Well, now you're going to boarding school for two years and I'm not going to talk to you. Keep an eye out for the film debut of Xander Berkeley. Xander Berkeley. He's not as awesome as his name. Uh, he's not as awesome as Wayne Dean Gene Stanton. <laughs> From Daily Inspiration. I already forgot what his yeah. name was. <laughs> Wayne Dean Jeans. It was Wayne Dean something. Yeah, yeah that's too bad. Xander. Xander Berkeley. Berkeley. He's done a lot of TV shows. Okay. You'll, you'll, actually, you might not recognize him when you see him in this because he's going to be so young, but uh, you, you've you seen Dan, Xander Berkeley a number of times. Well, uh, the film is not currently streaming on any of the uh, subscription services, but you can rent it online for $2.99. It's everywhere. It's pretty easy to get your hands on. It was on Netflix uh, a couple months ago, so I picked it up off of Netflix at that point. So We also own a copy of it that I think I got for like $5. No, we chucked that. Uh, when, you chucked that. Yep, that went to Hastings as a buyback. I uh, Piece of shit. Hey, I got it now. <laughs> Still have it. Oh, we still have a copy of it? I, yes, I just was saying that before you interrupted me. Oh, okay, then I forgive you. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. Come back to us on Monday when we talk about the whole thing. And in the meantime, Sam? Go to the Java. Willow, you idiot. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.